Heads up, if you're listening to this episode, there might be some changes to the resources that are shared or talked about. Health Promotion has moved to university recreation and no longer exists as the well. Check out Season 2, Episode 1 to learn about these changes or visit JMU UREC's website. Hey Dukes, we want to start off by providing this disclaimer. We recorded this episode right before classes started while we were still waiting with cautious optimism for the start of the semester. While we have removed some pieces that are sensitive to the September 1st announcement, we wanted to keep this episode as we acknowledge many students are continuing to live in the Harrisonburg community and amongst one another. Now on to the episode. Hi there, welcome to Well Dukes, brought to you by The Well. Each week, you'll hear conversations from a variety of JMU staff and students that we hope challenge what you know, think, or do in regard to your own health and helps you be well dukes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Well Dukes podcast. I'm Jordan McCann, and I am the Interim Associate Director of Health Promotion here at The Well. Planning and creating this podcast has definitely been the highlight of these past few months for me, and I am so excited to be doing this not only with you, the listeners, but also our first guest, a very, very important figure on campus during this pandemic, our health center's medical director, Dr. Andrew Gertler. So hello, Dr. Gertler. Thank you for joining me this morning. Um, To start us out, can you go ahead and just explain a little bit about what your role as medical director typically involves? So as medical director, I'm the person who helps uh, organize um, how we uh, provide medical care, uh, kind of oversee the types of things we do, the quality. Um, I assist in overseeing the pharmacy and the medications that we uh, supply, um, making sure that we are serving the students to the best of our ability. Um, Same with uh, the lab. Um, We oversee external contracts uh, such as radiology or um, sports medicine. Um, So a variety of things that uh, all relate to the medical care of the student, the medical perspective and the quality of care and the types of care that we provide uh, come under under my uh, supervision and my responsibility. Just some small things there. (laughs) Uh, How long have you been at JMU? Well, this is my second go-round with JMU. I was actually here from uh, 1977 to 1981 as a student. That's when uh, Whitehall was the last uh, dorm on campus. Uh, Across the interstate was just Calfields. I think we had about 7,500 students at the time. Uh, Most recently, um, I started here in uh, 2010, having uh, finished up uh, a career of uh, emergency medicine where I spent 25 years doing that. So I've been here for 10 years and the last four years I've been medical director. Well, we're happy to have you and thank you for sharing that little visual of what campus was like. (laughs) Um, So of course, no surprise, we are in a a very different time right now. Um, Unexpected, but I'm a optimistic person. And so throughout all of this, I have held on to hope that I think we can, um, you know, this will, we will eventually get through this pandemic and things will get better. Um, 
but I, being a part of the health center in my role, of course, I've enjoyed getting your emails throughout the summer, all about the COVID updates. Uh, so Dr. Gertler has kind of been nicknamed our own little Dr. Fauci, as he has been doing a great job keeping us updated with case numbers, um, the trends in cases and testing, and what we can expect to see and what's been going on, not only in our, or, you know, Harrisonburg, but the Shenandoah Valley. But um, what, what has that been like for you? And did you ever think you'd have to take something like this on in your career in college health? Well, uh, the second answer is absolutely not. I can, I could speak for every uh, health center director uh, across the country saying this is not something they would ever have expected. You know, to have small outbreaks. I mean, a couple of years ago, we had the mumps outbreak, which really wasn't that big a deal. When you look at this, that, that was, uh, you know, at the time it was a big deal. Now it's not. Um, so no, I, uh, I never expected to take on something like this. It's been uh, an education every day. So on the one hand, um, I certainly wish it never had come, come around. On the other hand, it's here. Um, and it's giving me the opportunity to uh, learn new things. Uh, we change directions uh, on a regular basis based upon all the information that uh, comes out. So it is keeping up, us on our toes, which uh, you know has been beneficial. It's been interesting. So it has kept the job interesting for me. Sorry, it has to be these circumstances, though. Uh, yeah, you actually made a good, uh, I just thought of a good question is, what do you think some lessons will be from this that we learned, not only as professionals and the medical realm, but also what would be some lessons you think students can learn from this experience? Well, to me, I hope the biggest lesson that is learned is for people to trust science. Um, you know, this is all science, has to be scientifically driven. This is all new. I hope it teaches people patience. Um, we'd love to have an answer tomorrow, uh, all of us, but things move slowly. And if you want to do it right, uh, they have to move slowly. Um, it has to teach us, uh, you know, grace uh, with each other. Um, these are trying times for all of us. None of us like wearing a mask. None, none of us like the fact that our past lives have been significantly disrupted and we can't hang out uh, like we used to. Uh, it's lousy. Um, but it's the nature of where we're at at, the, at this time. And you know, to understand that, we, that what we do affects others and what others do affects us. If we can come together as a community and look out for each other, we will get through this and we'll get through this stronger. Um, I suspect that uh, mask wearing in the future is going to be the new normal preventative medicine. Um, so I, I you know, these changes that are occurring, you know, people need to, you know, come to terms with at first and then embrace um, as, you know, good me methods to uh, protect themselves and protect each other. And then, you know, JMU to me has always been a community. When I was here as a student, it, it was community. Um, <clears throat> people talk about you know, holding doors open, and that's the truth. Geez, 30, <laughs> 30 some years ago, it was true 30 years ago. And it's true today. Um, and so I, I think the vast majority of students uh, can embrace that and, and learn that that is the uh, way forward for us. Thank you. Um, so speaking of, yeah, moving forward with that, we know at the time of this recording, students are just now kind of arriving back on campus. Um, classes haven't started yet. So we are, we're certainly sitting waiting in anticipation 
hopeful, but now that students are back, what can they start doing? We know that the big ones, wearing masks, washing their hands, social distancing, but what are some other things that students can continue doing or still continue to be mindful of, not only in regards to preventing the coronavirus and you know, stopping the spread, but other health concerns? Well, you know, you, you sort of covered the big ones that they can be and need to be doing. And if they do those things, then, you know, our future looks brighter. Um, you know, so wearing masks at all times. Um, people have this idea that, you know, it's okay to have a gathering of 10. And it is okay to have a gathering of 10, but you should be wearing masks in that gathering of 10 until you have a little social bubble uh, that you've you know, you, you can develop a social bubble of people that you, you hang around with, that you live with. Um, and, you know, with that group, it's sort of like your little family group so that you don't need to, you know, be wearing masks around that group. But when a newcomer steps into that group, that changes the dynamics. So being aware of who, you know, who's in your social bubble and those who are not, um, you know, you need to add, uh, you know, prevention. Um, and, you know, if people would just look outwards, what can I do to help others? You know, look at mask wearing and distancing and, you know, those types of things as a service to others, as each other helping themselves. It's, that's, when people do that, um, then, it, then it makes it easier. Um, and it, uh, it's, it, makes, it makes it feel like everybody is working for each other. Um, you know, the other things are to, you know, you've heard the term social distance, physical distance. We, you want to get rid of the term social distancing because we need, with social animals, we need to be in society with each other. Physical distancing just means we can be with each other. It's just a little bit of space between us. Um, and so that those, we, we need to maintain those contacts. And if we know of somebody in isolation, pick up, picking up the phone, we're doing a Zoom with them, with something like that. Talk to them so that they don't feel um, as isolated. Same with those in quarantine. Um, because, you know, it's tough uh, to be by yourself um, for 14 days um, and not really being able to interact much. And by doing those things, you make it easier for those, those people and maybe make it less tempting for those people to break isolation because they can't take it anymore. Um, I, I freely admit I would be horrible in isolation. I would have to get my camping gear out and go up to the mountain so I could be outside. You no, thank you for saying that because I I know I'm I'm guilty of even using the term socially distance and that you make such a good point that it's no it's not saying that we need to be distant, you know, in our behaviors as far as like interacting with one another, but we just have to do the adapt to where we are now, and that means that while we can still talk to one another and see one another and our friends just a little bit further apart, yep. right? <laughs> um, whatever six feet is to, to someone in their mind, whether that's, you know, for some people, that's their own height. Um, <laughs> for some, <laughs> we heard the joke, you know, it's like, oh, if you are used to being on a farm, it's about the size of a cow. So if you can just imagine a cow between you, that may not resonate with everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and so I think, especially working in health promotion, so much of the work that we do is rooted in harm reduction. And I've really been looking at like the harm reduction component of COVID education. And it goes along with that is we're not saying we don't want 
people to still try to continue their lives. We know people want to be around others and see one another. We want to reduce the harm. So, you know, reducing the harm there. And that means how do we allow you to continue the behaviors you're used to, but safely, and that's at a distance and wearing masks. Yeah, well said. And I, I love that I've seen how JMU is adapting to that. You know, with the tents outside, being able to provide more outdoor spacing and seating for students, um, all of the stickers around. And so I'm, I'm, ex- I'm hopeful. I don't want to say I'm excited because, again, this is a weird time to really still say you're excited about things. But I, I'm happy to see how we have um, continued to come together, as you said, in a, as a community to try to keep us here, you know, keep students here. And be yeah. Safe. And, you know, my perspective has been thus far been that majority of our students are um, all on board with that. It's it's a minority, I think, that maybe haven't come to terms with this being important uh, for one reason or the other. Or I think it's people uh, letting their guards slip. You know, I'm hanging with a friend. I, yeah, I trust them. I hang out with them. And then come to find out that uh, they were exposed to somebody and they really didn't tell anybody, you know. <clears throat> There's... You know, some people think you know, that, that, that there's some type of stigma associated with COVID-19. There's not. It's like, you know, I, I got a cold, I got the flu. It's just, in this case, there's a little bit more attached to that. Um, you know, it's not like people are, you know, it's, I, I hope, number one, that people don't feel stigmatized. And, I, and number two, people shouldn't be stigmatizing those with, with this. Uh, it's, it's going to happen uh, to individuals, uh, and and some individuals are, you know, being as careful as they can. One slip of uh, one little mistake, or you know, someone else uh, stepping into a social circle, um, you know, sort of uh, disrupts, uh, you know, their whole plan. Yeah, that is that's a great point. Also, the thought of because I've even experienced that since being on campus, um, not being stigmatized, but almost having that like. I touched the door with someone else and I kind of got this look of, you came so close to me, right? And I thought, I'm like, oh my, you know, I hope that people aren't being shamed. But uh, seeing some examples there, though, have some people have faced that shame and stigma um, and been stigmatized that they tested positive and that all of a sudden they, even though it's, as you said, a lousy situation, then to have to quarantine when people then react in ways like, yes, you need to stay away from me. Don't come around me. Like you need to be left alone. And it's, well, no, we're doing that for the safety of them and for others, but they're still. Yes. And, and, you know, it, it really has to do with how we interact with that person. You know, you know, yeah, I understand that you can't uh, be around for 10 days. I know that's lousy for you. And I appreciate the fact that you're doing that for me. You know, you just take that, mm. that, that positive spin on it. It can make that person feel feel a little bit better about the lousy situation they're in. Yeah. So is there anything else? Um, well, of course, I, <laughs> of course, there's other things else with our health to be thinking of, but thinking on top of the current situation, knowing that other things that impact young people's health and well-being are still going to continue. Are there other things that you also feel are really important that students should be mindful of during this time? Oh, you know, one, one thing that I want students to know uh, that might help promote ma- mask wearing is that it will also decrease the likelihood of them getting the common cold and the flu. Um, it was interesting in the Southern Hemisphere, um, 
the countries that typically see big flu spikes didn't see them during COVID-19, and it's mo most likely related to the physical distancing, the preventive measures that are in place for COVID-19, it's going to decrease all types of respiratory illnesses. And we routinely see individual respiratory illnesses beginning the first uh, or second week of school because of intermingling of folks that don't know each other. They pass viruses along. So they can protect themselves in multiple ways just by doing this mask wearing. Um, you know, other than that, you know, staying as active as possible. Um, getting outdoors is a great place. Risk is, risk is truly minimized in outdoor spaces. That doesn't mean, you know, you can hang out in tight groups in the outdoors, but, you know, hanging out outdoors and spreading out just a little bit essentially moves your risk almost to zero. So, you know, doing, being wise about the choices that you make. Um, you know, college, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're here for an education, book education, but there's the social education that is just as important, if not sometimes more important. Um, you know, the, those interactions with others and, and developing oneself. Um, and so, you know, trying to maintain socialization as much as possible, but with safety in mind is, is gonna be important to everybody's growth. So um, I wanna just, quickly kind of go back and talk about, since you mentioned you were a Duke yourself um, and you are here again, what part of the Madison experience have you seen remain the same over these years? So from when you were here as a Duke to current JMU Dukes, what just outside of COVID, what part of the experience do you think remains the same? And then also given this generation, um, a different generation than yours and for mine even, I can say that now. <laughs> uh, what strengths do you think that they have going for them in this time and this pandemic and time of so much uncertainty and anxiety? So the, I think I mentioned earlier that the, the atmosphere of JMU uh, has remained the same. You know, the, the school has, the school population probably has tripled almost since the time I was here. So more people, but really with the same, I don't know, attitudes. Uh, it's friendly. You know, people do hope open doors for each other. Um, it's, you know, they're not extreme, you know, they're not extremists, you know. Um, <clears throat> I think they're, they're in general, overall, pretty accepting of uh, individuals. Um, and kind of low key, um, looking out for each other. The, this generation, I'm a few generations removed from this generation. <laughs> um, but the fact that they are here um, in the midst of a pandemic where none of us know where this is going, right? We don't know what tomorrow holds or, or next month. And they applied and they elected to come. Um, they made the decision, I'm going to come. So, you know, that tells me that they have determination uh, to make this work. I'm not sure that everybody understands that it's in our individual power to do this. Um, it's, it seems so dramatic. I mean, you know, 23 million people in the world going on 6 million here in the United States. How, how can I as an individual make a difference? You can make a difference 
And if you and the next person make a difference as a, as a community, we can make a difference for ourselves here uh, on JMU campus and in the JMU community. So, you know, I, I think people have that inside them. Otherwise they wouldn't be here. I, you know, they have the hope that, that we'll be here and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll last the semester. Um, it's going to, you know, we can do it together and that's what it's going to take. Thank you. That is so, yeah. I, these last few weeks, I think talking to students, the few students I have talked to and then telling me that they want to come back and they're excited to come back has made me emotional just because, you know, we've been here during the summer and summer is already usually a pretty quiet time, but it was even more quiet. I mean, it wasn't slow. It was definitely busy, <laughs> right. but we had been missing the students, I think, so much and more than usual. And just to hear students tell me they want to come back. Um, I did. I got emotional. Like, we want you here, too. The people that work at JMU, we're here because we want to be here. We, work, we care for JMU students. We don't want them to go home either. Um, and you reminded me of a quote that I really like that we use, something else we do here in health promotion. We talk a lot about bystander intervention. And I think helping stop, you know, stopping the spread is still a component of bystander intervention, mm -hmm. right? It's intervening if someone is doing something, in this case, you know, asking them to wear a mask. But a quote is, no one has to do everything, but everyone has to do something. And so it's, you know, it's just doing something simple as wearing a mask or, you know, washing your hands, staying socially distanced, reminding others, like, it's not that I don't want to hug you right now. It's just, we can't, you know, like, we'll hug you again next holidays right. or something. Yes, you're absolutely right. I like that quote. All right. So wrapping up, um, I just have a few more questions for you. If one major takeaway from this episode, <laughs> what would it be for students and for our listeners? What was, what's the one thing you really want them to hear for them? This? That it's in our power, everyone in the JMU community. If we work together and we follow the preventive me uh, measures that are that have been shown to be effective, that we can keep this virus suppressed. I I I, I strongly believe that, and and it will protect those on campus who are the in the more vulnerable population, which has been you know which should be one of our goals. Every one of us on campus should be desiring that outcome very well said like you said ju ju just mask up right that that's your uh well, motto came from you i like it yes oh. yes <laughs> thank you a uh, little humble brag um i am not i am not advertising it but i'm happy to take credit for it i was pretty proud of that <laughs> um yeah just mask up so all right, the last few questions I have for you, again, just to get students to know you a little better. <laughs> um, these are just some two personal questions. So the first one is, what advice would you give your undergrad self? If, so, so, so for myself, I, I, the advice would be to um, listen to, listen to others and watch out for others and wear a mask. You know, I think I, I, I think I would would have worn a mask uh, had this happened uh, thirty some years ago, um, but that's 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 the advice um, and to stay optimistic. Okay, and the other question I have for you is, 
who would play you in a movie of your life? <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't watch, uh, I don't watch a lot of movies. Um, <laughs> gee whiz. That's a, uh, that's a tough one, Jordan. <laughs> would it be a comedian? No, or would it would it be not be a comedian. Someone... It would have to be a serious, it would have to be a serious actor. Um, I, I do tend to come off uh, on the serious side. Um, so it would have to be somebody more serious. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe a little mixed. Tommy Lee Jones, you know, he can be, he can be a little funny at times, but he can be uh, kind of hard at times too. So maybe, maybe Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> People are going, who the heck is that? Yeah. <laughs> He was in Men in Black, right? Yes, he was in Men in Black. <laughs> that might, they, I think they know go. what that movie is, at least. The original ones, not the one with Chris Helmsworth That's, that just came out. Go back to go you. back to Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Dr. Gertler, for joining me here again on our very first episode for this podcast. Um, I want to also thank listeners for tuning in for this. Again, hopefully you've got some great information from this episode and check back next Wednesday for our episode on self-medication and self-care. And if you have any questions for us, you can find our email in the episode description or message us on social media at JMU Health Center. We will get back to you. And so just remember, mask up, physical distance between you and your friends and be well, Dukes. If you're listening to this episode for Health 100, your passcode is just mask up.